everything I know I learn from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some I should have made coffee before doing this podcast. Welcome. It's Comic Bastards Podcast. I'm Dustin, your host. I don't know why my voice sounds so tired all of a sudden. Maybe it's just my eyes look tired. Those that are viewing the video, yes, I did get new glasses. Thank you for noticing. And if you didn't, uh, who cares? Let's just move on because you're probably listening to the audio and like, shut up, dumbass. Yet again, saying that. Oof. Big variety of books. I'm gonna knock out a couple of the stinkers real quick here. Starting with uh, Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica. Paul Dini, all coast need me. What? What? What happened here? First of all, it's new Archie and new Harley and Ivy. So you just kind of deal with, I don't know that just deal with that does that sound fun it it isn't it isn't at the end they cosplay i'm sorry they have a costume party it's halloween right whatever harley and ivy show up in their costumes because halloween costume party thing oh sorry it's a heroes and villains themed party it's important to note and then (laughs) Some somehow, some way, Betty and Veronica also dress as a version of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Now here's the interesting kicker. The Halloween costume shop was picked over. That was like the first thing we were told. And then we were told three more times. And yet they had tons of costumes. They had spy versus spy costumes. How's that picked over? How's that picked over? I have no idea what's going on in the story uh, outside of they want to stop the lodges from building a school with free tuition on Swampland. That's it. Everything else is kind of bullshit. Archie, I think, was trying to rig a bomb. I don't know. I don't know. No fucking idea. Then there was Hack Slash, the Vampirella. Need to apparently punch every electronic device in the butt while I'm doing this. Uh, This is what I expected. You know, you got two anti-hero type characters they meet. Uh, Thankfully, they don't fight when they first meet. They just have like a weird pissing contest. And that was kind of it. They're hunting a third party that pulls hearts out of people's chests and is sacrificing them to some demon. Vampirella doesn't know if she's an alien or a vampire. That, that's really about it. There was some really, and I mean, whoa, poorly timed Vegas stuff going on here because it happens in Vegas. And they showed Mandalay Bay, and I was like, oh, just the horrible coincidences of all the weeks to release this. Sorry. Sorry. And, like, murder in Vegas. Yeah, it's kind of just a sensitive thing. I got a feeling this comic's going to be kind of brush to the side and it's not very good so probably for the best and there's a shadow man i don't know how to say the rest of it number one is this just a plug for a band are they performing artists i think they are the art is annoying and gross because it's all just like 3d rendered photo realistic type stuff 
Uh, it makes it look very just stale, just very lifeless. Um, There's one point where they were like trying to show two characters, and because of the however they're doing the art, I suspect 3D modeling, they had to have just these two giant heads just like talking. Where I was just like, "Are you about to make out? Wait, your brothers? What's going on here? Can you just make out? That'd be way better than the rest of this comic book." I have no idea why it's called Shadow Man. He does jack all in this book. Uh, Doctor Mirage does nothing but she's in it just as much as shadow man and at the end uh someone knocks over a big monitor in hell because a devil which was actually just a, a spirit posing as the devil uh he just collects performing artists and stuff and he trapped him in the monitor and so when the monitor falls it released all their spirits and then shadow man says you guys did a lot of good here tonight and i was like who? What? Didn't you knock over the monitor? Who knocked over the monitor? This is unclear. Perhaps the art could have conveyed this better. Uh, it tries to be cheeky a lot of times. The jokes did not land with me. I was like, ah, oh, this is... What is this? Is this a promo for the band? Is it? It seemed like it. Let's see. Something from last week. Beautiful death. Didn't hate this. It's alright. Uh, it's basically like parkour people. <laughs> trying to get by in, in London after the insect apocalypse has come. That's it. It's just it's strangely uh, quaint to me. I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it, but I would read more of it. That was a weird thing. By then I was just like, yeah, I'd read more of this. Uh, there's a nice loop that it throws you at the beginning you're following this one character you're kind of getting his sob story that he just like catches a fucking bullet to the head because one of the three people that were actually following the story thought he was an insect and they were just like well sorry and the other character gives him hell and like is the cost of human life like you just don't have it or what you just don't get it anymore and then uh they kind of give her a hard time because they're just like stop looking for survivors like we have we run all day to find food for the three of us, and when this food expires, we're we're dead. That's it. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. You know, I don't really do the post-apocalyptic ones, but this one's not trying to do anything. It's not trying to be like, this is what I would do. This is how you live. None of that shit. So kind of worked for me. Another new one this week is Slots number one. I really like this one. I again, it's Vegas timed. Ooh. but uh it's just about this like former boxer who i don't know ran out of too much luck and he skips out on bills by leaving an entire set of keys on the counter taking a phone call and then driving away with a spare set and he decides that the game is over when he runs out of spare keys and i was like what (laughs) what type of logic is that and why don't you just go get a bunch more keys cut being like ah fuck it bunch of keys cut um yeah just uh, this one doesn't sit well with me he's got like a son who's a boxer who doesn't fucking recognize and he's going to help save this other hotel from crumbling because the woman who owns its daughter is the star performer and wants to go to a different casino and i was like whatever man like family sucks there that's what you taught me uh this one just didn't resonate with me i can't really recommend it uh unless you just really like that whole 
I don't know, con man Vegas type story. This is just it over and over and over. Ooh, boxing. Ooh. Yeah, it just, it didn't interest me. A couple of, uh, a couple more before we get to the, the meat and potatoes of the, the week. All right. Unpresidential. It's not out yet. I'm not going to tell you everything about it. You're just going to have to wait for a review. Um, it's it's what we need right now. If you're just mm, politics, just dealing with it, reading it, like a lot of us are, uh, I know I am. It's kind of not so much refreshing, but it kind of pokes fun at everything, like everything equally fairly. There's no slant. Uh, it just kind of, I mean, there is a little bit. I shouldn't say it. There's a bit of a slant, but. It's like if you're dumb, <laughs> you can't see the slant, in which case then it appeals to both sides of the political divide. Uh, even makes fun of the two-party system and stuff. It's just, it's really good. It, it really makes fun of politics in the way that like Mad used to kind of get after things and you'd be like, yeah, get them Mad. And then Mad got by, by DC and they're just like, ah, we're real soft now, real soft. Um, wasn't crazy about the art, but it, it does a serviceable job of getting through the story and making it fun and interesting. So, uh, unpresidential. Check that out when it comes out. Uh, I think, especially if you're following politics, it's a good, just kind of calming story <laughs> because it could be way more ridiculous than it is. And that's a sad thing. Uh, Alien Toilet Monsters, number one. Had a chance to read this kind of don't know what the fuck it's about but it's uh it's pretty fucking interesting the little parts that i read uh the gist is that there's all these multiple multiverse you know planets and such but one like picture of kind of a bbc documentary they go around and they just like film them and shit and uh and people watch them like these hologram stuff and there's a lot more going on, but basically one of these creatures ends up getting sent back to the wrong earth. There's this other sub-story going on with this guy and this woman um, that they just kind of keep finding each other across multiverses and shit. And it's, I don't know, there's just a lot of little interesting pieces. Uh, the dialogue was actually pretty believable, and I liked the way that people talked because it sounded like people today talking. So, Alien Toilet Monsters, it's doing quite well, I hear, from seeing online uh information and whatnot so check it out i think it's making some con appearances soon so you might want to check that out too it was actually just a for being titled alien toilet monsters it was actually a pretty damn good fucking read so that's something to consider and here we go here is the pick of the week batman white knight <laughs> it's so dumb it's great um it is, I mean, it is a little bit dumb. As someone who's watched Lego Batman a dozen times in the past week, there's some uncanny parallels to the Joker Batman story. And it wasn't all bad, though. Uh, they don't really... I don't know. It's, it's interesting because the Joker could just be setting everything up to elevate Batman's game some more. Or there could be a real difference happening. I liked Batman. I did. He's he's just a fucking raging prick who doesn't give a fuck. And that was pretty cool. 
But uh, there's just like the dialogue is really good. Sean Murphy, excellent the dialogue, excellent the characterizations. Uh, this is kind of the alternative Batman world. I wish DC was flooding into everything else instead of that metal crap. Because my god, that, those one shot medals where they're just like, this is the Batman Flash combo. This is the Batman Green Lantern one, which had one cool power, and that was it. And it was basically just they ripped off the darkness and made it Green Lantern esque with Batman. That's it. And then the other one with the cyborg, where I was like, this, <laughs> this was the weakest fucking tie in ever. Everyone else was like, hey, I took your little powder. This one was like, I shot myself full of AI. That's like cyborg, right? drug uh but no batman white knight oof, i mean like 50 percent is probably from the joker which they just called jack napier which i appreciated a lot i think that was probably like sean murphy singing he's like i'm calling him fucking jack napier okay motherfuckers call him that uh he makes the joker wear makeup he's not just like dyed white skin and uh just the jim jim gordon really good bullet kind of a prick but i loved him loved him for being a prick it was kind of the first season of animated batman where you're just like i fucking hate that guy uh he kind of brought that back so it was i mean a little surprising i mean kind of thought ah they switch places is bullshit but when you read it you're just like ah that kind of makes sense ah bring up some good points about kind of like it's almost sean murphy's commentary about batman and how he's been since maybe like around frank miller (laughs) took batman and and did stuff with them uh and i found that really interesting but again there's some very eerie similar similarities to lego batman about the whole like batman (laughs) almost verbatim says i don't need you we don't have a relationship and i was like god damn did will arnett get like a dollar for this because he's reading it in my head he's reading it in my head so that's my pick of the week i said so and um a lot on this episode sorry about that you can find me at enter the hero and tell me how many times i did it or at Comic Bastards, and don't tell me how many times I did it. You can also go to ComicBastards.com, where this week we'll have tons of reviews. I already posted like six this morning, today, sometime. You can check those out. Some are good, some are bad. Most are bad. That's it for me this week. Uh, thank you for the comments I've been getting, people actually listening. I appreciate that, and I will come back next week, do this all again. New books, probably, uh, probably got a lot of desk books. Get to see some desk desk books. Like maybe this will show up. Gonna have to watch the video, I guess. Audio people. Maybe this. Maybe this. Yeah. Oh my god. Now my hands are full, so I can't show you anything anything else. But so maybe we'll do a, a desk episode next week. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Life for permanent bastards got it right though. They write to keep the scene on the right track, so they read the stack after stack and perform the back back. Since someone gotta stand these creators in check, man. And the verdict is Jason Aaron, yeah, he's in check. Tony Daniel, yep, in check. If you read a comic, put it back. Plastic sleep, hard cardboard back, then in the milk crate black, filed alphabetically. No, seriously. 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 seriously.